Chelsea are three minutes away from the Champions League final against all the odds. The shout for handball. Is it? Is it? Is it? Fernando Torres. This could be the most dramatic story of the season. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Fulham Broadway's Finest. Now, as you would have seen, because you've clicked the link, I'm tonight joined by Chris Wright, and we'll be talking all things Chelsea, of course, because it is a Chelsea podcast, but we will also be talking about his new book, his first book called Blue Days, and trust me, you'll want to hear about that book because it is absolutely brilliant. But before we start off with the show, I'm going to be talking to you about a game called Fanslide. Now, you may have seen me tweet about this or heard me talk about it, but for the people who haven't, if you play fantasy football, Fanslide is the next big thing and you will absolutely love it. So what is it? Well, like I said, it is fantasy football, but it is the world's first in-play fantasy football game. There is nothing like this on the market. It is the first of its kind. And trust me, it is unbelievable. It also is just game to game. So if you play other um, fantasy football, you know it's a long-term commitment. To keep up with the competition, you have to play week in, week out. With Fanslide, you don't. And that really appeals to me because you can hop in and out of the game as you please. But trust me, when you start playing, you will not want to stop. It is so incredibly fun. So what do you do and how does it differ? Well, first of all, you start off by a live match that you want to play in. So for example, I'm gonna use Chelsea's upcoming match and that is Chelsea West Ham. So once the teams are announced, you start sliding up to three players into the empty slots. Now those three empty slots equate to single points, double points and triple points. And you have to be quite tactical with this and choose when you're gonna put the players in. So for example, I had Christian Pulisic in my triple point slot once we were playing Leeds. And when he scored, that gave me triple the points that took me right to the leaderboards. So like I said, you've got to be careful of, of when you put them in. And another reason of that, because you can only use them for 20 minutes. So you can't go willy-nilly. You, you have to be tactical. You have to be like a manager. Think when you're gonna slide in and out. Like I said, you can only use them for 20 minutes. You can slide them out early if you wanted to, that is gonna cost you one point. So you need to think about it. Another thing I love about Fanslide is that it isn't just aimed at the Premier League. There are other leagues that you can play in. And for example, I played um, in the game in the championship the other day. And this is where the interface comes into play because it's so incredibly easy. So there was a few players I personally hadn't heard of and I needed to know about them before I decided to use them. So all you do is you double click on the name of the player and it brings up just a, a fantastic screen of all detail you could possibly want. Their name, their position, how many um, st what stats they've got in the past few games. It's so easy and it's all there for you to read on a single page. Whereas in my experience on other apps, you have to click here, slide here, scroll there. You're like trying to go through a maze, just trying to find some easy uh, information that should be right on your doorstep. And on Fanslide, it is. Now, why also should you play Fanslide? Well, first of all, it's completely free to play and there is incentives and we all love incentives. So what are they? Well, there's Pride Pool to be one. So on some certain matches, uh, there's prize pools. So for the Manchester Derby, that is just uh, come and gone. 
there was a 250 pound prize pool. And like I said, this is completely free to play. And all you have to do is come to the top of the table and you can win some money. What more could you possibly want? You're playing a fancy football game, which is free, and you can be walking away with money in your pocket. I don't see what is the problem. It is fantastic, I love it. And like I said, you could be walking away, your pocket could be getting bigger. It also has a live leaderboard and chat. So you can be talking to your competition whilst you're playing. So you can be trying to get some tips from them, trying to bluff them. I love it, it's so, so fun. And I have to give a massive credit to the guys who have made this at Fanslide because like I said, it is the best fantasy football game I have played. I've played quite a few over the years and nothing will ever come close to this now. I'm never gonna turn back. I absolutely love it. So where can you download it? Well, it is in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So what I've done is I've stuck the link in my Twitter bio. So all you need to do is click that and it will take you to whatever app store you're using download it like i said it's completely free create your account and once your account is created if you search my name add me so my uh, name on the game is the same as my twitter handle and that is cfc underscore chris underscore pop that in add me as a friend we can then play and interact with each other which would be so fun and like i said there is money to be played for completely free Hopefully, I will be taking the money because it will buy me a few beers over the Christmas holidays, which will be very, very nice. Um, but yeah, like I said, a fan slide, link in, the, um, in my bio, download it, add me as a friend, money to be made, beautiful game. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Fulham Broadway's Finest. I think it's actually episode nine now, which is crazy because it felt like yesterday I did my first episode, but I hope you're enjoying listening to it. I'm really enjoying making them for you uh, and hopefully there's plenty more to come in the future. So my next guest today, we've been planning this for quite a while now. Um, and finally, the night is the night where we'll be speaking to each other. Um, so my next guest, who I'm extremely excited to say, is Chris Wright. Now, if you don't know who Chris is, um, be sure to go and follow him. But he's a, he's a Chelsea fan, of course, or he wouldn't be on here. Season ticket holder, writer, now turned author. So we'll be talking about his his newest and first book later. Uh, but Chris, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, very, Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, really looking forward to it. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Oh, no, no, no problem at all. Uh, and like you just said to me a minute ago, this is your first podcast, so just try to <laughs> relax. <laughs> Hopefully you've got a beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all, mate. No worries at all. Uh, Chris, I want to start off, and I asked um, I asked Mark this last week, who, I, who obviously you know very well, uh, and it's always a good question to start off with, uh, and that is why Chelsea? Um, I ask it because it, it brings a different answer each time, and I think it's obviously a good way for people to to really know your background and, and, and why you chose Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, basically, my my dad, um, as a young boy, was um, spent most of his childhood living in Fulham, just literally a stone's throw away from Chelsea, uh, well, Stamford Bridge. Um, and, yeah, as a young boy, he, he sort of, with his school friends, and quite commonly in those days, which was sort of the sort of, early mid 60s um he used to go and watch Chelsea one week and Fulham the next funny enough as I said a lot of kids did in those days it's a lot cheaper to go then as well um and it was only until probably the sort of later 60s um 
that he sort of established Chelsea as his team. Um, and yeah, uh, that's sort of some of his best memories, which he still goes on about today, is the famous team of sort of Peter Osgood, Alan Hudson, Ian Hutchinson, Ron Harris. Um, and then obviously Chelsea were very successful um, sort of from 1970 FA Cup winners, 1971 Cup Winners' Cup. And his love of Chelsea just sort of grew from then, really. Um, and I've, obviously, I've got two older brothers as well. Um, and we just sort of followed in my dad's footsteps, really, of supporting Chelsea. Um, yeah, and my nan uh, continued to live in Fulham um, sort of for many years after. So we used to sort of coincide going to visit her by going to Stamford Bridge. Um, but yeah, I suppose... If if it wasn't Chelsea, um, it would have been Fulham if he had chosen to go that route. Um, and all my mum, all my mum's side of the family, they're all West Ham, unfortunately. But oh, as I said, me and my brothers, we we followed my dad. Um, yeah, and our love affair with Chelsea sort of sort of carried on from him. And um, me and my brothers, we you know we've we've got kids now, and we'll we'll certainly be. Uh, you know, applying the pressure on them to support Chelsea, no doubt. They won't have any choice, really, to be honest. No, I was about to say, are you even going to give them a choice? <laughs> uh, no, we haven't already. We haven't already. I mean, our kids are very young, but, yeah, they, they haven't got a choice, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so. no doubt about that. I mean, do you remember your your first moment of walking Stamford Bridge, how old you were, who it was against? Yeah, yeah no, I do, Chris, I do. Um, do you know what? I I... Firstly, remember supporting Chelsea or knowing about Chelsea probably very late eighties. Um, I, rem- I remember um, I was probably a little bit too young to remember us being relegated, which was probably a good thing. Um, but I remember my dad and my oldest brother being very excited when we when we sort of gained promotion back uh, in 1989. And the first game I went to was. The 89-90 season when we were back in the top flight um, and we played Man United and won 1-0 um, but yeah some, I, I do I do remember it I remember you know sort of thinking about afterwards you know straight away when would my next game kind of be um, but I loved it I loved it I mean the the, the there wasn't really an expectation in those days either to be honest with you and it was just the sort of buzz um, of sort of being in the shed. I, I caught the end of the shed uh, and I feel very sort of looking back, very pleased that I did catch the end of the original shed, you know. Um, and you probably hear a lot of people talk about it. Um, yeah. But there was something very kind of magical about, you know, standing on the terrace and um, just just those kind of feelings you have as a kid. Do you know what I mean? As I said, if we did win... You know, it was amazing, but that that kind of expectation wasn't there like it is now, should I say? But yeah, what, great memories. What what fan base do you prefer being a part of? The the fan base who didn't have any expectations, and you know, if you won, that that would you know be a fantastic weekend. Or the fan yeah. base where we are now, where you know we well people, some people anyway expect to win every single game and go unbeaten. I mean, what what did you what do you think you prefer being a part of? 
do you, do you know what? In, in all honesty, as much as I, I love that that era of being brought up in a, in a Chelsea era of no real expectation, I, I, Chris, I couldn't change what's happened to the club. I mean, as, as a kid going to school um, at sort of nine, ten, eleven years old, I mean, there weren't. I mean, I I, I live in Essex, um, and there's no Chelsea supporters. You, you go to your local town centre, you wouldn't see a Chelsea shirt, um, but I, I can't. What what Roman Abramovich has done, uh, taking Chelsea to the next level, um, it's, it sounds really really cheesy, but it's he's he's made dreams come true. And I know that sounds really really cheesy, but as a kid, if you were to tell me that Chelsea were going to win the league as many times as we have, the Champions League, um, have the, the the types of players that we've had. Uh, in more recent years, you know, no one would have believed you. The, people would think you were just absolutely mad. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, although, although there is a big expectation now, and you know that 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 does get on my nerves a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Always expecting to win, and you know you can't win everything all the time. You know it's just not realistic. But I I I, I certainly wouldn't change what we've become. I think you just gain. As the more successful you become, the more the more supporters you you draw towards the club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that that just comes with being successful. But yeah, love those times back then. Um, but love what we've become as well. I want to talk about a picture that well, two pictures that you posted on Twitter actually this morning, uh, and that was you and Dennis Wise. Yeah. Uh, uh, you being you being a mascot. What was that like? Because I've never spoken to anyone who's been a mascot mascot, and um, I'll never be one myself now. But but what what was that like? Was he was he like your idol at the time growing up? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, in in those days, Chris, you only had um, one mascot um, per game, or there would be an away mascot as well. Do you know what I mean? That sort of brought mm-hmm. in, but. So I was the mascot in 1993 against Liverpool in Glenn Hoddle's first season. Um, and that was, uh, my dad surprised that upon me um, uh, a few weeks before saying we had tickets and that I was going to be the mascot. I couldn't believe it. It was something that he'd kept quiet for a long time. I think even the waiting list then was a good year or so. I believe now it's it's <laughs> it's, it's quite a few years. Do you know what I mean? But um yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, Dennis Wise was was my um, yeah, like you said, um, like my idol. Do you know what I mean? He was um, obviously the captain, um, and and went on from that season to be very, very successful uh, under. Um, well, I kind of, kind of I don't want to go into too much about it because we'll come on to my book, I'm sure. But <laughs> under yeah. sort of Hoddle, Hoddle, Hullet, Viali, you know. Amongst all the superstars that we that we brought in, um, he remained uh, the captain uh, and led the team. Um, yeah, he he was a player that we loved that everyone else hated. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. which was which was even better. Do you know what I mean? It kind of made us love him even more. Um, but yeah, with. Um, yeah, Dennis, I don't think he always gets the recognition he deserves because I think we, 
you know, we, we, we talk about greatest ever teams and so on. And, you know, instantly we start, obviously, now, don't we, with Czech, Ashley Cole, Terry, Lampard, Drogba. But there's so many other players that were so huge for our club um, sort of before that point. But, um, yeah, mascot experience, you know, I often talk about it as, um, in like my posts and my articles and so on about you know being the, the best experience that I've 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 ever had personally as a Chelsea supporter, um, and you know sort of not knocking how things are currently these days, but players were a lot more down to earth then as well. So were they? you know yeah. after a game, if you know you. you if you got into, if you are able to sneak sort of into the players' bar, you know the, the players, the players would be in there just having a beer, uh, would they? and just yeah, yeah. And sometimes you used to see them um, in the local pubs uh, down the sort of Fulham Road as well. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it was a different, it was a different kind of time. Do you know what I mean? But um, what did I say about Dennis Wise in that post? Oh, I know now. I said. Um, there's players like him you don't get anymore. Yeah. That kind of character, very rare. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, kind of that, that kind of raw kind of, you know, says it how it is kind of guy. You know, um, I find a lot of players now if you uh, are kind of um, they're taught how to speak, can't they, in front of the media and 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 mm-hmm. so on. Do you know what I mean? But. Um, yeah, as for the mascot experience, unbelievable, and we won as well, which made it made it that little even bit better. sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You, uh, you you mentioned we'll come on to your book, which is which is what we want to do. So we'll start. But just before that, I mean, what yeah, what course. made you want to write a Chelsea book? So this is this is your first this is your first book, yeah, that you've ever written, and, it, and it's called Blue Days. And then we'll yeah. talk about what it consists of. But but first of all, why did you want to write a book? Well, <laughs> basically, it's it's an era, obviously, under Glenn Hoddle, Rude Hullett and Gianluca Vialli. But that era was my was effectively my childhood. Um, so, so from when Glenn took over in the summer of '93, I was ten. Um, so, from the time that Vialli left, I was seventeen. Okay, mm-hmm. so like a seven-year period, um, and I, I just had so many good memories in that time, um, and it became a very successful era as well. Okay, so I sort of, you know, sort of speaking about those games and those trophies, and linking in my own childhood memories. I thought I just got to get it down on paper. Um, and when I've when I've written articles um, uh, on my own Chelsea rewind thing that I do on on Twitter and and so on, people tend to quite like that. So I thought, yeah, why not? I'll sort of go for it. And to be honest, I've had, I, I was, it's funny enough. I was talking to my mum about this a little little while ago, um, and she said she always said to me, "Get it, get it down, Chris. Get it written down." Do you know what I mean? And my head was sort of bursting with information. Um, to sort of get it down on paper but the book also has, has another side to it as well which I it's a bit of a cheeky side to the book as well it, it, it kind of um, it's 
I wouldn't say it's a dig at our rivals and so on, but it pretty much does show that Chelsea had a fantastic era before apparently we were formed in 2003. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So, so, it, so it kind of tells the story of, you know, people say we've got no history. Well, we did win, you know, a couple of FA Cups, League Cup, Cup Winners' Cup, Super Cup. And we even played in the Champions League before the money came in as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a kind of, as I said, not a dig, but but a kind of a show of, you know, there's kind of a reason why Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea. It's because we were a sleeping giant and the era just before he bought, so, you know, the Ranieri years were a little bit more kind of transition. Um, but just before that, you know, we, we were very successful. We were... You know, we were top six side. We we came third one particular season, 98, 99. Do you know what I mean? So there was a reason why he bought Chelsea. It wasn't, you know, some of my West Ham fans, uh, friends and family, sometimes they go, you know, before all the money, you know, you were just on level with West Ham. Like, are you, are you having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? Did you see the players we had in the 90s, you know, Fair enough. Some of them were coming towards the end of their careers, but the likes of Zola and Di Matteo, Viali, even Poye, fantastic, you know? So it, it has like two sides to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And what was it like being a fan growing up through that time? So I was born in, in 97, and I hope that isn't trying to make you feel old at all or anything. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. But obviously, I wasn't. I wasn't there. For, I wasn't alive for that that transition stage. Yeah. So what was what was it like for you to to witness that from from Chelsea going from like you said maybe a, a team that is a sleeping giant, no, no nowhere near as successful as as we were today, but then yeah. being bought by Roman and then seeing Chelsea just go on to what we've we've achieved. What what was that like living through it as as a supporter? Do you know? Do you know what? When when Glenn Hoddle arrived, it it was a very very exciting time. It was a very exciting time. He was a big he was a big name. He just got promoted um, as player manager with Swindon, Swindon Town, uh, into the Premier League. And yeah, we needed a big name. Um, and it, it it took it, it. You know, as I said, it's all in the book. But the 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 the, the first season that Glenn was there. I mean, it was, it was a bit of a struggle in the league. We actually flirted with relegation um, at times throughout, but, you know, we made it all the way to the FA Cup final, um, which was, which was massive. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know we eventually lost 4-0 to Man United, but that FA Cup run was, you know, we couldn't believe that we were sort of back at Wembley in, in, you know, our, sort of competing to win a, a major trophy, you know, at the time. Um, yeah, as I said, Man United, they, they, they won the double that year. But, but as a result of that, we, we qualified for the European Cup Winners' Cup through default, you know, because mm-hmm. um, they won the double. Um, and then we got to the semi-final stage of that. So we were kind of getting sort of back on the map as such. Do you know what I mean? We were known as more of a... Uh, a cup team um, and a team that could beat the bigger teams, but then we, we'd have some really silly results, you know, against sort of lesser teams and so on. But um, I mean, uh, 
when people talk about when things really changed at Chelsea, you know, there's a, people often talk about Hoddle, Hullet and, and, and Viali. And it was the summer of um, 1995 when we signed Rude Hullet. Now, Chris, I can't tell you how big that signing was. And that is, um, he, he's up there, Rude Hullet, the signing of Rude Hullet, is up there with the signing of Frank Lampard, in my opinion. It really? was, yeah, such a big signing. Um, a free transfer. It comes to at the end of his contract in um, in Italy. Um, but the name, you know, former World Player of the Year, Dutch superstar, the dreadlocks. He just he, he just looked apart, so stylish. Um, again, coming to the end of his career, but it was it was a shock that he'd chosen to come to Chelsea. Um, and then, and then we kind of really, really sort of kicked on from there, really. Um, so, you know, Mark Hughes came in, Dan Petrescu came in, um, and then sort of gradually, we didn't win anything that first season. Um, but then obviously 96, 97, um, Hoddle took, Hoddle, uh, took the England job, um, just after Euro 96, Hullet stepped in as player manager. Um, we won the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? Um, which was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, um, so because it had been so long, you see, we hadn't won anything significant um, since that team I was talking about of the early 70s, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it was such a big deal. And, you know, we were back in Europe won the Cup Winners' Cup, won the League Cup. You know, it, it was, um, yeah, absolutely huge. Um, and then that's, that success carried on after Hullet was, after sorry, Hullet was sacked um, and Viali took the team on to win the League Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup. But, you know, we had the Super Cup, the FA Cup again, as I said, Champions League football. Um, yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um you know, there was we, we we really did the closest we came to winning the title um, was the 1998-99 season, um, and we finished third. We were four points off the top. People forget this, and I'll tell you why they forget this because Man United won the treble, and we mm. want to forget that. We do indeed. <laughs> we do indeed. <laughs> but 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 that season, yeah, we finished third. Uh, we were four points off the top and we lost just three Premier League matches all season. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was, you know, a great era. Um, and like I said, I always, um, the way I describe Chelsea is Roman Abramovich took, has taken Chelsea to, to the next level, to the next level. And I'll be forever grateful for that, as all Chelsea supporters will be. But ultimately, the biggest change happened um, under Hoddle, Hullet and Viali, in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And what would you say there's, there's, you have a favourite chapter about that book that really brings back your, your childhood? Or would you just say the, the whole thing? It's a good question, really. I, I, I suppose because towards the end of the book, I start talking about how you know, the nights out and the kind of um, sort of having a few beers and so on and the, and the pubs around the place and so on. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there was, I'd, I'd been to the pubs, but then it kind of like, 
moved steered more to sort of having a drink do you know what i mean and enjoying it in a, in a different kind of way um I, I do you know what i that's a really good question actually <laughs> thanks <laughs> I, I i think the 1997-98 season for yeah. me um, was probably the best because it was the it was the season that we that that basically there was about 10 of us who used to go to about a handful of games a season and between that 10 we bought eight season tickets um in the Matthew Hard in Lower Stand so my brother my oldest brother was at university quite a lot so it was ideal for me because I got to go to more games and I was well, I was 14 at the time um so, so for me that um you know going on to win the cup winners cup and the league cup but yeah, the 1997-98 season, um, I think for me, sort of sticks out probably in the book than some of the others. And just on your book, for people who, who don't know, where, where can you buy it? You can buy it on Amazon um, or you could buy it on um, uh, gate17.co.uk. Yeah. Um, and that's where you can find a number of books. And that's, um, like you said before, Mark Worrell's label. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put the link in later. So for everyone who's listened to this, obviously go and give it give it a try. Hopefully Chris has sold it. Cheer. He sold it to me. So I'll definitely <laughs> be purchasing one. <laughs> um, well, Chris, just quickly on the book, what I would say as well, guys, it's not a really thick, big book. It's an it's a really, really easy read. Um, and it, and it, it should take, you know, it would take people back to that fantastic era and also people that weren't didn't know that era or born in that era it's it's good to know a little bit about the history of the club and where we were just before Roman Abramovich bought the club I do you know what look I I sometimes see it on um you know YouTube channels and so on and there's you know Chelsea supporters and maybe Arsenal supporters or Man United supporters and they 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 opposition fans they they slaughter us so much for Indeed. as i said being formed in 2003 read the book and you've got a blimming good argument to give back i'll tell you <laughs> there you go if you educate yourself you'll be uh you'll be right as rain uh but chris i want i want to talk to you so you've you've mentioned obviously you see you actually sorry you actually kind of uh, witnessed a few chelsea eras yeah. pre-abramovich abramovich come and building it and now the current Chelsea side, I would say, the club as itself, I, th I think it's changed from yeah. what it was a, a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, that started, I think, with with Lampard coming in, integrating yeah. the youth. But what, what's your opinion on, on how the couple of seasons have gone? So when, when Lampard first um, came to Chelsea, what were you were you sceptical? You know, were you thinking, oh, he's only had one year at Derby? What, what was your first impression? Do you know what? I wasn't sceptical, actually. I, 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 I got... I got carried away with the, like a flow of a river uh, <laughs> with the whole Lampard thing. I, I, do you know what? E even now at times, and you know, people like think I can't believe he's saying this after two defeats in a row. But I, I, I sometimes have to pinch myself that we have actually got Frank Lampard as our manager. And I, I mean, some people can, especially on Twitter, I think sometimes people think that I can come across as a little bit too positive sometimes. Um, and that can certainly annoy people, especially after we've had a dodgy result. Um, but 
I, th- I think you've got to embrace it. I really do. I, I you know, last season, you know, with, with, you know, the transfer ban, really being up against it, everyone writing us off. Um, and then to have sort of Frank Lampard and Jody Morris, for that fact, um, coming in um, and integrating the youth. Uh, and, you know, you can already see, especially, I would, especially with... Um, at the moment, with Reese James and Mason Mount, I, I just think they're absolutely quality, quality players already. Don't get me wrong; there's others, there's others, you know, that that may take time. Um, but you know, to, to think that we, if we turned up for that FA Cup final, that we don't talk about that often enough as well. I tell you, that really hurt that FA Cup final. It did. Uh, it did. I, you know, that would have been, you know something special 50 years on from our first, although we wouldn't have been there to witness it. Um, but yeah, look, Frank was always going to be under more pressure in his second season. Um, currently, um, you know, you can't get away from the fact that the last two results have been disappointing. They have been disappointing, but I, I just, patience is needed. Some people will say to me, yeah, but you, you seem to be a lot more patient with Frank Lampard than uh, Maurizio Sarri, which is true. But I think you should be. Sorry to butt in, but I, I think you should be. Because I've had the argument about this as well with people. The, yeah. the problem is, I was never the biggest fan of Sarri. Um, and that's just that's just my, my opinion. But the thing is, of course, Frank Lampard should get more time that's yeah. sorry because it because it's Frank Lampard, <laughs> you know. Oh, he, he, he's the leading goal scorer of Chelsea Football Club. Of course, he deserves more time because of who he is. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I just, I, because we're in this kind of transition, and we are still in a transition, although the media don't say it as much now because we spent so much money in the summer. But it's always it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, it is going to take time. Um, it goes back to what we were saying before about, you know, the instant success. You know, there's there's only a certain number of trophies up for grabs. Do you know what I mean? We can't win everything every year. Do you know what I mean? I know that I, I get the expectation now. I, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. You know, we're a club that, that should be competing. But I think we're doing all right. I, I, I really do. I, I, I think it, it's... Um, it's just, what's a shame at the moment is the the because there's no well there was only a few fans wasn't there two thousand and they've stopped that now obviously yeah um, but because there are no fans in the stadium the the noise is coming from social media platforms and that that fed into to Frank didn't it uh, a few weeks ago about some of the most ridiculous criticism that yeah. that Mason Mount was getting on social media. Um, and I just, I just don't think it gives. I just don't think social media gives a true reflection on how supporters feel. I, 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 I really don't. I, I again, I, I think, I, well, I did. I put it on my Twitter last night. I said, you know, after that Man U game, the nil-nil, it was all doom and gloom. You know, we went on a great run, qualified for the last uh, sixteen of the Champions League. Um, we just beaten Leeds and everyone was like, you know, Chelsea are going to, you know, do this, do that. And, and then we lose two on the bounce. And all of a sudden, people are saying that we need to get an experienced manager. I mean, <laughs> it, it, 
it, it's, it's so reactionary. It's unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. I'm sitting there fed up like any supporter would be. Yeah. But, you know, I think it, it will take time. I've got absolute confidence in Frank Lampard and, and Jody Morris. Um, you know, I, I genuinely couldn't think of two better people I'd want running the club. No, I mean, I, I I agree with you. Everyone is so reactionary. I did a tweet earlier, um, or I did a tweet, and, and some people were saying um, that they wanted Pochettino to come in. But, yeah. then I was, but then I did a tweet, I said, hold on a minute. So people, some people want Pochettino to come in who didn't win a trophy at five years in Tottenham to replace Frank Lampard because he hasn't won a trophy at Chelsea yet. <laughs> how, how does that make sense? I don't, look, look, at the end of the day, I think people just love love to, to sort of moan and groan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, 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 you know, look, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to take time. I think we've got, we've got to sort of, as I said, I, I've written stuff about it before. We've got to embrace this. We're going to look back on this. Um, you know, and, and fingers crossed, you know, we do win at something under Frank. The, 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 the thought of Frank lifting a trophy as a Chelsea manager should get any fan kind of buzzing. That's um, shivers down my back, that does. Oh, I know, absolutely. You know, I think we've got a very good team. Um, who knows? And, and, and the thing is as well, other, uh, other teams as well are unbelievably inconsistent. We're not the only ones, you know. Got all those new signings. We've just had a a global pandemic. You know they've had no preseason. I don't think playing in Europe has helped our current um, form, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. we played a lot more games, so I think sides have come up against us fresher. Um, I'm not using it as an excuse, by the way, but you it's know factors, I, isn't it? It's yeah, factors. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know. Um, and yeah, who knows what we can achieve? Who knows? I, you know, it, it, I, I still think it's a, it's a very, very exciting time. You know, if we beat West Ham and win our, you know, our next two after that, people will be going, oh, you know, Chelsea could still challenge for the title. And then, you know, then we could lose the couple again and people are like, you know, what's going on? This ain't good enough and stuff. You know, we just need a little bit of patience. Um, you know, the... the Werner, um, I think I think you know uh, we all agree he needs to be playing through the middle more. You yeah. know we'd like to see that more, um, and you know Kai Havertz as well. You know what is he twenty one? Is he twenty one? Uh, I th- I th- yeah, I think he's twenty twenty one. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know I think so, I think he's twenty one. It's a young player coming over to a new league. Got blooming coronavirus, you know. Um, and we just all, all you know, so many people just expect these players to be instantly world class. It doesn't work like that. Don't work like that at all. Do you know what I mean? It's why, something why takes. Do you, do you think? Do you think a lot of the problem at the minute is maybe, like you said, all the noise is coming from social media. It's maybe, and I know it's not just a certain generation, but the vast of it could be just a certain generation who has grown up in the past few years of us, you know, winning the Champions League, Premier League. Do you think they, you know, they want that instant success where we sack a manager, win a trophy, goes wrong, sack a manager, win a trophy. Do you not do you not think they understand that we're in a different period of the club now? Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe maybe. Maybe. I mean I mean us sacking managers has actually worked out to be quite positive for us in a yeah. in a strange way. Do you know what I mean? But 
But no, like, like, absolutely, like what you just said. I think for the first time in a long time, we finally got some decent structure. With, with obviously Frank, he goes without saying. Jody Morris, you know, has been a link between the youth setup and the first team. An ex-player loves the club, supported Chelsea as a kid. Um, you know, it's great to have two people running the team. You think how they felt coming back, um, you know, sort of last night from the game. You know, they're probably absolutely devastated. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it affects them. And then you've got Petr Cech as well and his role, Marina. You know, I, I, I just think that the structure is finally there that we've wanted a little bit, you know, more stability. Let's support it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna have, we're gonna, we're gonna lose again this season. No, you can't, Chris. You can't say that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though, it, 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 I think it's just important that we don't, you know, people don't have just complete meltdowns yeah. over a few defeats because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You know, a lot of these guys are young players. I, you know, even like I said, how positive I. I think, especially Mason Mount and Reese James are. They're still very inexperienced players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it would take time. I, 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 I'm, I'm a half full kind of guy, rather you know, half empty. You know, um, you have to be though as a football fan. Well, yeah, and as I said, we'll, we'll this era under Lampard will 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 be spoken about in Chelsea history. It will. Somebody yeah. might even write a book about it, Chris. Are you hinting at something there? <laughs> no, but on, on reflection, it will it will go down in the history books. Do you know what I mean? So, um, look, if the stadium if the stadiums were full, you know, we we they would be right behind Frank, you know, singing his name, you know, that kind of buzz. Same for Mason Mount, you know, I think a lot of it is is unfortunately noise from social media. Um, and do you know what? A lot of the negative stuff, I'll be honest, I don't see a lot of it. Um, but I think when, when journalists report on certain stuff, they go digging to find the negative stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Being positive about it isn't a story, is it? It's not, you know? no, and it all came out today, you know. Uh, because Chelsea spent 220 million, they're failing, and Frank's job's under fire now. It's just, I, I actually think that's one of Chelsea's biggest downfalls this season is how much money they spent in the summer. Because yeah. no matter what, you, you just always knew that we're always going to hit a bad form, a bad patch of form. That's inevitable. And yeah. you always knew that, that that total figure that we spent in the summer was just going to come back and haunt us. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, but, but, but like you said, there are people there, I think, who are waiting for us to lose. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, as I said, there's a lot of positives. As I said, I know Mendy, um, you know, has been a bit unfortunate the last couple of games and so on, but he's been a breath of fresh air. My goodness, yeah. you know, he's come straight in. Thiago Silva, just class, absolutely class. And Ben Chilwell looks like he's been playing left-back for Chelsea for about 10 years. He just looks so comfortable. He's, oh, he's fitting so well, isn't he? Oh, unbelievable. So, as I said, I think, especially with Havertz, I mean, it's, it's going to take time. You can't expect everyone to instantly 
you know, be absolutely quality. It takes time. And, you know, whenever another thing that kind of bugs me a little bit is, you know, when, when we when we praise a player, people often praise a player, but but feel they have to knock another player as a mm-hmm. result of praising one. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 Giroud plays well, it's Tammy Abraham ain't good enough. You know, it kind of, you know, we need a squad. We need a squad. Um, and, you know, up until the last couple of games, Frank has been utilising that squad very, very well. Very well. You know, um, players have come in and, and, and done a good job, you know. Agreed. Agreed. So, where, where, where do you see Chelsea? What would you like to see from Chelsea this rest of the season? Do you think we need to win a bit of silverware? I, do you know what? I, I, I had, the, I wouldn't say I argued with people, but I, I put my opinions out last season. Um, and again, look, people might not agree with this, but this is what I think. I'd love to win something under Frank. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there was a point last season where I would have taken the FA Cup over the top four. Um, and that, 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 that was probably more of a, um, kind of me Ed getting a bit carried away, not thinking long-term, but just that thought of Frank lifting the FA Cup and so on. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I I often think, Chris, like in the, in the modern day now, the top four, I say unfortunately, because it's one of those things about modern day football that, that does frustrate me a little bit. You know, getting in the top four, it's not a trophy. I don't think teams are remembered for getting in the top four. I think, you know, teams and individual players are remembered for winning a trophy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, top four is, is you know, a realistic aim. I believe that. Um, but, yeah, winning winning the FA Cup. Um, people are going to be mad if I say that we're going to win the Champions League. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, people would have said that in 2012 and look what happened. Exactly. We're, we're in it. So, you know, who knows? But, yeah, a, a, a top four finish in the FA Cup, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be very happy with that. But, again, you know, we go back to the social media stuff and all that. You know, some 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 wouldn't be happy with that. And I know that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's what I find mind-boggling a little bit. I guess people have their different expectations. But, you know, some people often probably expect us to win the Champions League, Premier League and... And FA Cup, um, but absolutely, I, I think even the most optimistic fan could probably say that's not going to happen this season. Um, <laughs> but, but you never know. Because I'm going, I'm going to end it uh, for our next, well, uh, pretty much quickly on our on our next game against West Ham. What do you think the score is going to be on that? And is there any uh, changes you'd like to see in the lineup? Any ch- uh, changes of formation? Um, I said I'd like to, I'd like to see Werner through the middle, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Um, and Pulisic on the left. Pulisic on the left. Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, do you know what? West West Ham is, is always one of those... Oh, they, one of those horrible... They did the double over us, didn't they, last season? Um, I've taken that out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we'll win. I, I, think, I think we'll win maybe sort of 2-1, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's they're gonna be up for it. Do you know what I mean? I, I I hope I hope you know we we can sort of bounce back. 
as I said, our last two performances have been pretty poor um, <coughs> by our standards. So, you know, um, Frank, well, he'll want to get one over on West Ham as well, won't he? So, yeah, 2-1, I reckon. Okay, well, everyone's heard it here first. 2-1 win on Monday. Um, Chris, I just want to say you've been an absolute pleasure to have on tonight. Um, so glad we finally did this. Now you're welcome, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, Chris. No, that's fine. And hopefully we'll get you on again soon. You never know, next time you might have another book. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, um, just want to say thank you again to everyone who's been listening. My next guest is Dan McCarthy. Macca Sport will be recording that uh, next week. So just after the West Ham game. Uh, but for Chris's book, I will put a link in the uh, in the tweet. So be sure to go and check that out. But uh, yeah, Chris, thank you very much. And uh, it's bye for now.